0: Yo, what's the deal, baby? This your boy Uncle Luke, formerly of the Two Live Crew. You are listening to Pass It Down with Mike Silver and Natalie Silver. Natalie is the most beautiful young lady in this deal right here. Mike doesn't look so good, even though they're dad and daughter. It's the big show, baby. Don't go chasing. Oh wait, wrong podcast. I'm sorry. This is Pass It Down, Natalie.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have so much to say on this one. It's going to be awesome. Well,
0: how could we possibly preview the weirdest NFL season ever without my weird child and our special guest today?
1: Emphasis on special.
0: Do you want to introduce these people?
1: Yeah. So sitting right across from me, we have the gorgeous Robert Silver. He will be a freshman at UCSB next year and sitting to my left. We have Gregory Silver, star of Pass It Down Potty. No,
0: Potty Train Me.
1: Can we <laughs> delete that? <laughs>
0: no, we may not.
1: Star Greg's, of Potty Train Me.
0: Potty Train Me is Greg's podcast, and we will get. We will be plugging that. Uh, Greg, uh, wait, where does he go to school?
1: He also goes to UCSB.
0: He will be a senior, so we have a couple of shows and possibly a couple of shows, depending on how the episode goes. Um, That's going
1: to be a great episode.
0: <laughs> you can Already tell. Um, just to set the scene before we let Greg or Robbie actually speak, we are in. What do we even call this room? I think technically it's the dining, the room, dining room of our home. We the have. Paula. We have a microphone in the middle of the table. And it is a round table. And theoretically, the microphone should pick up all of us equally. So, it's a
1: symposium.
0: It's a symposium, as it were. Hi, guys.
2: Hey. Hi, Dad.
0: Hi, Natalie. I have all three of my kids here. This is very exciting. And a lot of football knowledge. Um, and, you know, we have a lot to get to.
1: We have a lot to get to. Before we start or really get into it, I just want to address a question that came up at dinner a couple minutes ago mm-hmm. posed by our mommy. And she asked what the name of the group text is that the four of us communicated because there are five of us in our family. And the one with the five of us is called starting five. And we broke it to Greg, uh, at dinner cause he's just home for the week. He actually came and surprised my dad for his birthday. So sweet. But he just pumped his chest I hate (laughs) him But uh, Yeah so the one without Greg is called Real Ones And The one of the three of you guys Which is you guys probably discuss Things that you'll discuss In this podcast and will be Completely foreign to people like me and my mom That one's called Silver Balls But what is the one of the four of us called We've got to name it
0: Oh without mom. Without mom. Well, first of all, you identified her as our mommy, so (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to offer in response to that. I'd like to suggest that we call the one without mom. I'm her daddy. Shut up. (laughs) Can I veto that
3: one? Yeah, you can veto. What do you got? I actually have a pair of names to bring to the table, literally. Um, (laughs) The first one is appreciating Oasis because... There are five people in this family, and four of them love Oasis, and they are all at this table right now. Um, I like it. Okay, I want to give Oasis. Can I suggest an idea
2: that I thought of after dinner? Yeah. Yeah. Leslie's subordinates.
3: (laughs) That (laughs) was my my second one. Was the subordinates? Oh, that's meant to be meant to be Nally.
1: I'm good
3: with that. Yeah. Now, I just wanted to clarify how that, that was not planned because that would have been the cheesiest thing ever. How about
1: how about Leslie subs? I winked. That's for all. That's for all my uh, more mature friends out there.
0: I'm open to any of those. How about just subordinates? Sure. Charger- yeah. Subordinates. Okay. Okay. Somebody. Somebody who understands technology, or as our favorite TV character calls it. Technology. Uh, so, all
1: right, all that. right, Silver Balls. <laughs> so, since I'm really not going to have much to contribute in this podcast, I'll start with the first question. You know, we're in a pandemic, obviously, and I think you know, between the three of us, we've all you know gone with Dad to work or had little Mike Silver. You know, oh my God, yeah, got to go watch and tape something and you know other fun things but now that we're all working from home dad you've really brought your work to us and I'm specifically thinking right now of draft night 2020 because this was a big day in the silver household and I you know was as someone who doesn't really follow the NFL or care about it sorry um I didn't really know what was going on and I'm doing some yoga in the living room and my phone starts blowing up because people are texting me like, dude, did your dad just join house party? And I was like, what? Oh no, you mean like the chat room for 11th grade girls? That's not good. And I keep getting texts, screenshots, your friend Mike Silver has joined house party. and So finally I have to approach him on my like, dad. You're embarrassing me. What is going on? And he told me.
0: Well, what was going on is that I have been pretty good um, at getting, quote, war room access, which is the draft room that teams have where all the key people are uh, at their facilities. And I've gotten into war rooms many times and been able to write about it. I've gone on camera in there. It's very hard to do, to penetrate. And this time, I obviously couldn't do that because of this little thing called COVID-19 and uh, I was able to get virtual access to the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, General Manager Dave Caldwell's house which is the room where it happened because he was making the picks and uh, his wife Joelle basically held up her phone as my house party friend and gave me access that way, it was actually Dave's suggestion, and it is annoying because now I get like friend requests on house party. And I'm no, I'm,
1: you don't. Oh, yeah, from I, who Robbie's teenage admirers? No, I'm
0: probably going to jail if I answer them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm kidding, I get like I get like random like Facebook friends or NFL people. I
1: don't know, okay, boomer,
0: yeah, pretty much. Um, but. That was not the most eventful part of draft night, I thought, because um, the Jaguars had two picks, but there was a point where I had to take a little break in the first round and go grab some dinner. And it was right around that point that we heard that Greg and Robbie's beloved green Bay Packers had made a trade Do You guys want
3: to take it from there? Yeah. So um, Packers have the 30th pick. There was a little bit of talk about them drafting Jordan Love, the quarterback from Utah State, and being giant Aaron Rodgers fans. Not only did we think that was uh, a little bit hurtful, but it was also not a great decision, given that it was a very wide receiver heavy draft. And, you know, the Packers big issue was not having a second playmaker outside Devontae Adams in the wide receiver position. And, So they trade up to 26, I think it was, and we get all excited much like Aaron Rodgers in a different state. And we're hoping that it's like Patrick Queen or somebody like that, someone that could stop the run so that Raheem Mostert doesn't run for 200 yards in an NFC Championship game. But lo and behold, we did draft Jordan Love. And although we were upset, I don't think we were the most upset Packer fan in the family.
2: Um, No, we were definitely not the most upset Packer fan in the family. Our mother, Leslie, who was just mentioned because of the group chat, she was telling my dad, you need to call Matt Lafleur right now. Ask him what happened. Ask him what happened. My dad's like, oh my God, I'm working right now. It's like the biggest night of my off season. And I don't know, Natalie or dad, if you have anything to contribute to that. But I remember my mom was pretty stressed out about it. Well,
0: so the reason Greg and Robbie are such big Packer fans is that, you know, we're, we're a very Cal-centric family. Uh, Leslie and I went
3: there. That's a euphemism for
0: brainwashed. Yes. And then Natalie went there. And so the affliction continued. Um, but we, um, at a very young age, you know, we Aaron Rodgers obviously had a great run at Cal. We loved him. And the boys kind of saw that he got drafted by the Packers only then set on the bench for three years, but they kind of were like, oh, hey, we like the Packers, cool. And um, over the years, it's become like a very, very intense thing. But you love the Packers, but you certainly love Aaron Rodgers as a player. And and he's also met you twice and been really, really cool to you, right? Totally. Yes. Yeah, like, uh, so there's nothing not to love. By the way, he may have been in the same state. He probably was in California because of COVID, is my guess. But um, anyway... Leslie, who has taken her cues from her sons, has gotten progressively like a little nuttier. Like when she started talking about Clay on a first name basis, (laughs) you know, she started talking about Clay, Clay Matthews. And uh, she took you guys to a game at Levi Stadium. Did did she get into a little bit of a, a thing with some Packer or some
3: Niner fans? No, I think we were pretty mellow at Levi's okay. but we also won that game like 17 to 3 or something. Would you say Mom Robbie like uh, would you say she
0: like tends to react really strongly to just run-of-the-mill plays sometimes?
2: Yeah, she is very in tune to every single play. And the memory that comes to mind when you bring that up is a few years back the Packers were playing the Redskins in a wild card game and The Packers were the five seed and it was like the Packers first drive of the game and Aaron Rodgers throws, like, an 11-yard completion to Jordy Nelson. And I was like,
0: yes! yes! <laughs> like, going
2: crazy, like, they just won the game, and everyone's like, okay, mom, relax. Like, it was the first down, and we're still, at like, the other team's 40. But, as it turns out, the offense ended up struggling that half, and that probably was the Packers' biggest offensive play for the first half, or at the very least, the first quarter. So we were like, oh, she actually had an appropriate reaction. I will say this about your mom And you don't know this
0: cause, um, So Cal Played uh, at Stanford this year Riding a nine year losing streak The longest in the history of this series It is a horrible blight in all of our lives And um, Felt like we had a chance this year and It was a very close game But Cal never had control of the game And was, was really You know It looked like we were going to lose for a lot of it Natalie who had worked at Cal was on the sidelines having her own crazy experience i'm sure but um greg was in santa barbara robbie or maybe actually playing a frisbee tournament ultimate frisbee tournament in san luis obispo and robbie uh i got my oh in la excuse me in la wrong direction and robbie and i were with about 30 of our college friends and their family members up in the corner of the end zone and somebody asked me later, and Robbie and I went on the field and celebrated with Cal coach Justin Wilcox and Natalie and thousands of others. It was, it was a beautiful, beautiful day. We won the game in dramatic fashion. But somebody asked me later, well, that must have been a great experience for you. And I said, it was three hours of absolute misery, and then it was euphoric. But i got to say this, and you don't know this, that the, the most positive person in our group... And there weren't many. But the most positive person, not Paul Comer, not any, it was Leslie Silver, was like, no, no, we got this. And I'm like, how many years have you been watching? Like we don't got this. And we did in dramatic fashion, but she I gotta give her lots of love for her positivity at a time where I felt like crawling under the stadium. I mean, when Travon Clark made that incredible one-handed catch to, you know, spark them on their ultimate game-winning drive, and everybody was hugging Robbie and I. We're like, looking at each other, going,
1: we it." it we
0: thought it would be reviewed by replay. So in
1: case anyone's out. keeping track, this is our 13th episode, mm-hmm. and probably the 13th Fortune, time. 14th. Yes. 14th episode, mm-hmm. and the 14th time that we've mentioned Big Game
0: 2019. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I don't think we'll be mentioning Big Game 2020, so this may go on for... Before we go
1: on, I just I, no one gives me enough credit for this. I just got to remind you guys that in sick, when I was in sixth grade and my class was doing um, football picks, which we might talk about later, I and this was like the one year of my life that I got really into the NFL, I actually was the first Packer fan in the family because I developed an infatuation with Al Harris.
0: Oh, 31 the dirty one. Yes.
1: Had I known that was his nickname, it's probably a good thing I didn't because I would be saying that on the playground. But um, <laughs> I just love this guy. I thought he was so, I thought the way he played was so fun and energetic. I loved his hair. Yeah, you
0: actually had great instincts. He's a terrific guy, a terrific player, and now a coach. Uh, he's he's really done well for himself. Um, okay, so I know I gave you a whole list, Natalie, and I want you to you know, honor that. But I also wanted, there's something I didn't put on the list that I wanted to kind of get to first. And that is, um, I did just celebrate a birthday and we all know my actual age because, you know, you guys have insider information being my offspring, but a lot of people who don't know me get a little tripped up and even some would do because my Wikipedia, uh, says that I was born in 1948. Did you guys know that?
2: Yes, so you're 72 now. Thank you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dad,
2: this is the reason our teachers won't let us use Wikipedia as a source. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's apparently
0: it's yeah, not reliable. Been to school? I okay, so I I actually agree on Wikipedia. I used to I used to do this email reply column for Yahoo, kind of before Twitter and stuff, and. Um, I had ranked the best Super Bowls ever and I'm kind of infamously known for always saying something was the best Super Bowl ever but um, I didn't put in the Super Bowl 25 Giants last second victory over the Bills where the Bills missed the field goal at the end and some guy was trying to make the point that that was such an iconic game he said that when you Scott Norwood missed a field goal on the last play for the Bills he said It's so iconic that when you go to Wikipedia and look at Wide Right, it comes up as Scott Norwood and I go, Wikipedia, I just changed that to Wide Left, like that's how I feel about Wikipedia, like I grew up with encyclopedias, you had, it was in a book and fact-checked, Wikipedia, anyone can change, so I actually When it came down to what I'm about to tell you, the story that we're about to share, I actually was, you know, not unsympathetic, but I was covering a 49er game back when Natalie was in junior high, and um, I got this weird text, and it was something to the effect of, like, hey, me, and Natalie and her friend Madison, and she's like, don't be mad, but we kind of are playing around with your Wikipedia.
1: So first of all, I'm a prankster. I love pranking; it's kind of my thing. And they're like laughing at me. You were right on now. a prank team. I was on a prank team in college. She was. Um, yeah, stories, stories later. What Story- do you oh, think, Robbie
0: will be on in college? Quarantine dude. Shut up! Too soon. That's so mean. He's for the a team, oh.
1: No, Any TikTok fans out there? <laughs> Any Khalil TikTok fans out there?
0: Ellie no, doesn't believe I can get Jackson Mahomes as a guest. Yeah,
1: we're not getting Jackson Mahomes as a guest.
0: We're getting Jackson
1: There's Mahomes. no way. You get Patrick before you got Jackson. i okay. Anyways, yeah, so I love pranking, and you know, I'm at Madison's house. We're like, bored. What are we going to do? And this was also the era of like everyone was getting Facebooks for the first time, so we were big like online girls, and we just... You know, at some point you realize your freedom as an internet user and you actualize it. And so there were some
0: changes made in my Wikipedia. I think it said that I was like a national figure skating (laughs) champion at age 10. And, uh, wait, so that's not true. (laughs) Where did the outfits
1: come from then? (laughs) I mean, there were
0: a lot of really, really creative interpretations. Um, I think
1: a lot of it got changed back.
0: Yeah. but I don't know. But for some reason, the age. Has endured and I, and I think people have actually changed it back to the wrong year Like by one or something yeah. But it keeps going back to 1948 I will say this I didn't get mad I kind of like the fact that Since Wikipedia is so stupidly pliable And non-fact checkable That they made a comment He's on He's a right? Leo and, he yeah, attention. And, and most important I um, you know, I, I feel like It sets expectations low And what I mean is Oh, Mike Silver, we're gonna like, uh, we're gonna meet that guy from NFL Network. Let's Google him. Oh, look, he's 72 years old. And then you meet me and you're like, hey, wow. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> expectations are set so low. I mean, no matter what, for the rest of my life, I will look, it'll be a pleasant surprise. Whereas I think if you knew my real age, born in 1965, you might be like, hey, he's inside, oh my yeah. God,
1: why don't you just, you know, you just shared this information to our massive audience. so That's true. We anymore. <laughs> Nobody go on
0: to Wikipedia no and change, change it to it. 1935. Whatever <laughs> you do, do not make it 1945 because 1955 or 1975 would be the absolute wrong year. It can Wikipedia. be part
1: of this really funny ongoing joke.
0: It's pretty good. Um, what's your favorite podcast, Natalie?
1: Um, let me just look at my notes. Oh, yes. (coughs) Sorry. (laughs) Greg Silver's potty trained me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It is
0: literally my favorite podcast, and here's why. No other podcast that I know of has done an incredible, groundbreaking interview with four young men who accomplished one of the most momentous feats that I've heard of and I partied hard at college.
1: Yeah. They Don't did a about. they did well, most of you probably have seen this on Die is Life, the Instagram page. But if you haven't, these guys played a twenty four hour game of Dye, drinking beer the entire time, no breaks. Twenty-four hours. And they time lapse the whole thing. I interviewed them. And like they
0: the a true hero he is! And they're gauchos, but it's
1: actually really good. It's like it's like best in show vibes or like spinal tap. It's so outrageous and so over the top. Like they're talking about their they're you know boiling down their techniques to like the minuscule movement. Why
0: they started at five in the morning, which is a great question, by the way.
1: Oh, it's really good.
0: Did it, Robbie? Did it make you want to go to UCSB to go to a school that
2: you know cares so much about the art of die? Well, it did because just seeing how passionate these four guys were about playing this drinking game um, really just made me super excited to go to a school like that where people really they care about what they're doing and they want to do the best.
3: Wow, Robbie, that was said with the same level of sincerity as your DHS graduation videos. <laughs> <laughs> how were your
0: DHS graduation videos? Oh, yeah, you didn't have to do the big One word. Sisu, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to do be. No, but in
1: all seriousness, Greg's podcast—like he hustled. He just got Eliza Pierre on a long interview.
0: Just got an amazing NFL guest.
1: Yes, we won't spoil it for you, but uh, he may or may not look like Scott Disick
0: or and sound like
1: and sound like. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, so there's a word
0: for him that I just won't use.
1: Potty train me. I wonder if we can link it. Like and subscribe. I don't know how to do this.
0: Potty p o d d y. Train
3: me.
1: Greg inherited, actually all of us inherited the Mike Silver shameless self-promotion gene. Correct. And
3: well, if, fabulous. Well, if you're going to frame it like that, I actually didn't know this podcast was going to get plugged like six times in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> but now that we're here, I just want to say, uh, you check on our website, uh, pottytrainme.com, me.com, all one word, lowercase. You click that yellow chat icon, the bottom right corner of the website, And you submit your question, which I call my big boy question. I was going to say, a big boy question. Um,
0: Was this a big boy question response, what you're about to bring up here?
1: Well, again, let me check, you know, my little script here, which
0: is not on it. There was a naming issue. Uh, You know, the the Washington football team
1: has given up its name.
0: And I'm glad that. So
1: because sad. Because Can you just it's take a moment? so to...
0: sad that it's no longer named after a skin color. But it's
1: tradition. <laughs> yeah. It's history.
0: So that name is gone, and right now they're just the Washington
3: football team. But on one of Greg's potty training episodes, he suggested a name. Greg, would you like to tell us what it was? Yeah. Uh, before you shoot it down, I just want to preface this by saying it doesn't talk about the color of somebody's skin. It's a big, so, big start. Yeah, that's a uh, we're going, gotta go up from somewhere. Uh, I would like them to be named the Washington Hybrids, as in hybrid shorts, because I truly believe that hybrid shorts, shorts that you can wear both in the water and as regular shorts on land, it's truly one of the great inventions of my lifetime. And I actually got saved by hybrid shorts just a couple days ago when we took a little beach day over to Pacifica. Actually, half moon day. Oh, well, if you're yeah, take shorts, notes for all my silver. If outside, your hybrid shorts were loose, you would have been doing the half moon. That's, that, you know, oh great God. use of the pun there. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, both of my parents, more so the one who's not in this room right now, really is all business at like 8 in the morning and was just trying to rush us out of the house. she's
1: a freight train. Yeah,
3: she's a, yeah, she was a full freight train and just throwing orders at us. And so I may or may not have left behind a swimsuit, and so I thought it was going to be a big bummer, but I looked down and there were my black hybrid shorts that gave me the full glory and fun of a normal beach day. We have a really hard life. Why Washington? Why Washington? Just because their name's available? I mean, what is hybrid Yeah, because it's better than fucking Redskins. <laughs> That's fair.
2: Robbie? Well, it's funny. Um, Greg... Told me he was doing, actually, no, I would, I submitted a big boy question, and this big boy question is. What should the Redskins' new name be? And this was before they determined that this year they would be called the Washington Football Team. So Greg and his former co-host Jonathan P. J. Oh, Robbie just Robert just <laughs> kicked
0: JJ off the. <laughs> uh, sorry, he's taking taking a hiatus. <laughs> 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 my bad, my bad. Robbie wants to be the co-host. He's,
1: he's, <laughs> uh, re- ub- he's napping and rallying <laughs> as they do.
2: Anyways, <laughs> as I was saying, Greg and his co-host, who is taking a leave of
3: absence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) like
2: the answered this (laughs) question and I suggested an idea. I said, what about the Washington White Clause as in the hard seltzer beverage? And it worked (laughs) out because (laughs) Greg's co-host JJ got to use that as an answer and I think it really killed or I hope it did. With it was such a good answer it. that he took
0: a hiatus and he didn't <laughs> <He laughs> write
3: <like> So just <laughs> to clarify, you not only want to kick JJ off my podcast, <laughs> <laughs> you want to claim full credit for the name <laughs> that he used.
2: Well, it was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> and, and
3: the people like deserve not,
2: to know. Deserve
0: full credit. Now <laughs> you any names for watching people vaulting?
1: I have no interest in this matter. Maybe, have, maybe like the... the The (laughs) A-cabs.
0: Oh, wow. Well, I was actually going to say Bullets, which was the name of their old basketball team that they had to change because, oh, you can't have a team named Bullets in the city of Washington. Of course, you can't have a team that's named after the alleged skin color of native americans that we subjugated that can that's okay but no we cannot have bullets so i would go with bullets or four skins because you can still have skins there you know that's near and dear to my heart <laughs> as a, as a um, you know
1: Oh, i wish we had the time to tell the two brisk stories you know the oh two God. brothers one was delightful
0: Uh, Yeah, one was a bloodbath. (laughs) Take
1: your guess.
0: I do do want to... We we cut off the Leslie Silver call Matt LaFleur story, but on draft night when she was screaming, call Matt LaFleur, call Matt LaFleur. I, I am... What am I, a subordinate? So, on some level, I'm a subordinate, and I finally got a hold of Matt the next morning, and he was like, dude, you've called me, like, four times. And I was like, yeah, well, my wife is demanding that explanation, so that's why. So that's what happened. I a calling about it was fun.
1: Okay, great. So, back on, I want to go, you guys reminded me of something when you were talking about the Reds, or sorry, the um, Washington football team new names. And you guys are actually really good at naming things. I want to talk about fantasy football in particular because you guys have a long history. I'm sadly not involved. Fantasy football really not my cup of tea, but you guys have a great track record of what is the league? What league? What fantasy league? Well, right? we have a
0: bunch of different leagues. Uh, one of them is the NFL Network Talent. League That's
1: the one I'm referring to,
0: which Robbie and I have been running our team for the last few years. But I'm afraid that. But that may not be continuing this year. So well, I was gonna going to ask
1: because I know I know in the past your team names have been very fine people, as in on both sides. Um, Martin Luther Silver. There's
2: a whole story behind that. There's a, there's
1: a lot. Um,
2: what about the year when we were Muslim McCaffrey, oh. but and we were like zero and six, and we changed it to Atheist McCaffrey, and then we finished off strong, like. Five and seven or five and eight. Because we
0: didn't believe in anything anymore. We we thought about maybe going Jewish vocapory just to like, you know, Jews and sports. It usually doesn't go well. But yeah, we went atheist vocabulary. That was good. So
1: what was your team name gonna be this year?
0: I was going for person, woman, man. Camera, TV, that was my leading contender.
1: How dare you make fun of our president like that? It's rude. No, we're 14. We're 14 at that, too. Uh,
0: We were the biggie heart one year after uh, the famous Adrian Peterson uh, quote.
1: Well, anyway, since you guys are so obsessed, can you walk me through what is going on with fantasy this year?
0: Hmm. No, but I think we can bring up some like infamous fantasy moments and famous fantasy moments that we've had. And one of them got written about actually by a couple of websites because I was flying home on a Monday evening after doing TV in LA and Greg was down to, you were down what, 23 points or something? Correct. Down 20. Maybe 22. Or 22.9 points or something insane. And all he had left. Yeah, this was a playoff game, right?
3: No, it was rec- regular, season, regular season,
0: like week 16, 15. All he had left was Ravens kicker Justin Tucker. So, Robbie, how likely would it be that a kicker could get 23 points in a game?
2: Very unlikely.
0: And yet, as I'm like on the plane and then I'm like, you know, getting my car and like listening on the radio, I'm like, "Oh, the Justin Tucker kicked another real call. And so... L- Lo and behold he had six field goals already and no he, he had five yeah, over Six yeah, six already and there were bonus points because of the length and all of a sudden he was like four point eight or nine points away and the Ravens had the ball like at their like right around long field goal range at the end of the game and Justin Tucker then as I was getting home and running in to see this last kick, attempted a what 60, 61, 61 yard field goal, which is like almost the record. And imagine like a goal post and it has to go over the bar and inside the one on the side. Yes no I'm aware how kick the, f- <laughs> the, <laughs> the little spot on the corner on the bottom, the last place it could either go too far to the left, or over and it came out of the sky and barely kissed over that spot for five points, or maybe that was six and you were down to five point eight and No I won by about a point. And he won by he won he barely won
3: based on Justin Tucker's GOAT performance. Yeah, I was the greatest well, it was one of the greatest moments of my life as a whole and definitely the greatest fantasy football. So moment. so Greg
1: and Robbie, has dad been more of a help or a hindrance in your fantasy football experiences?
2: Why don't you take this one? Well <laughs> dad can be very hit or miss with his fantasy advice. Um, you know, in certain years he's had very strong opinions or intuitions that certain unknown players are gonna have a breakout year and sometimes It's very helpful and works to our advantage. You know, he was really early on Jimmy Graham, AJ Green, Chris Johnson, just to name a few players. But other years, he has a very strong (laughs) feeling about a player and they turn out to be a complete bust. And the most um, notable situation where this happened was one year... CJ Spiller was dad's <laughs> top prospect. He's like, CJ Spiller is going to light up the league this year. <laughs> He's it, bro. Draft, if you have the first overall pick drafted, you will regret it. I, think I never said that. Did someone that? in the front office or something, maybe the GM or the coach, said we are going to run CJ Spiller until he throws up this year. So that certainly didn't help. But anyways, yeah. me and Greg each had like two leagues that year, I think, so four in total, and I think we drafted CJ Spiller in the first round of all four of those leagues, (laughs) and needless to say, I don't think any of those teams did very well that year, because CJ Spiller maybe scored one touchdown (laughs) that whole year, and it was like in week 11, and by that time, we had probably either like cut him or he was on the bench. I
3: actually just want to say that I got CJ Spiller with the third pick in one of those leagues because... The second overall pick in the draft was San Francisco 49ers defense, which I was laughing very hard at in retrospect, was probably a better pick than C.J. Stiller. Definitely. (laughs) By the way, remember the year
0: at Robbie, I got so fed up with Jason Witten's years ago, after week two, that I cut him, and then he had like 29 catches in week three, like set NFL record for for most catches by a tight end the next week. Wasn't he playing
2: against us that week? Yes, he was. (laughs) And he was the difference in our defeat.
0: This reminds
1: me, this is not a football story, but this reminds me of a very vivid Experience or memory I had. um, I was in eighth grade and I was writing an essay on Flowers for Algernon. (laughs) This is also true. true. (laughs) (laughs) Which is um, about a mentally handicapped person who takes a has a surgery that allows him to temporarily become very intelligent, and then it follows his journey as the effects of that surgery. Wayne and I was trying to argue that that was the
3: movie Charlie, for those
1: right. And I was trying to argue that you know, by the end, you know, what's his name, Charlie? Charlie, yeah, I, I clearly don't remember it. Charlie was ultimately happier and at peace with his situation. Um and that going through the process of having the surgery and going up and then down was a good thing. And my dad, who would edit my papers, this is when I stopped letting him edit them, he looked at the paper, made a couple edits, and I needed a title. And he convinced me to name it Happier When Dumb.
3: Totally accurate. And I was like, "Dad, Dad.
1: I I think, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about, you know, how to be sensitive and, you know, what language we use. I don't think dub is like, no, 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 it it speaks for itself, it's simplistic. Literal. (laughs) Anyways, long story short, my teacher made um, like an overhead projector, like clear copy, you guys know what I'm talking about. What do you call those? like a clear copy of my paper to put on the overhead projector, <laughs> and she With your so name on a, of course obliterated me. She was like, happier when dumb, happier when dumb." this is just so crass me. mom i my dad, I'm like, what's crass me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what was a more daunting moment for you, that moment when you were pretty young, or later in high school journalism class when you told the people in the class that was it. They that they were being Nazis.
1: No, I was saying I was referring to an elementary school principal who had banned silly bands from campus. And, you know, I, I and, then, used, and
0: then put the offenders in a camp and stripped them naked and marched them to the showers to their death.
1: It's called hyperbole, and <laughs> <laughs> it is a literary, literary tactic. But, uh, yeah, I got in trouble for that,
3: too. Well, it's always good when you can loosely throw a term like Nazi around. Maybe you and the A's assistant coach could hang out sometime (laughs) soon. You know, and that's how the
0: sports gods are right now. It's like, okay, you can have a season – Cut out fans, but you can have a season. The A's are going to be really good. You can root for them, even though there's no fans there. Oh, but the bench coach is going to do the Sig Isle when the team oh my God.
1: wins the game. Dad, you're so lucky that you're a Jew, and you have all this material.
0: Well, you guys are so half-lucky, then. So there you go.
1: A Jewish Sports Hall of Fame of Northern California represents. It's
0: a very specific hall of
1: fame. Okay, guys, so shockingly, we're running Wait, off. No, no,
0: no. We're, while we're on fantasy, oh. I have the best story about Robbie. Um, last year, we had, what, the second overall pick? Third, third. maybe? I think third. No, he, second. I don't who did we take?
3: Alvin Kamara.
0: Very good pick right on paper. Like, it turns out, we found out later, he was... Turned out to be hurt and stuff But Alvin Kamara seemed like the kind of guy Who catches it, runs it Uh, Mark Ingram was gone, the Saints were just going to blow it up Right But he he kind of struggled a little bit
2: Yes, he did And as uh, He mentioned earlier, we are in the NFL Talent League So that's all of my dad's Colleagues and co-workers Such as NFL Total Access Host Scott Hansen um, Also participate in this league and Oh, you mean iron bladders Yes, iron bladders That's
0: and because he
2: hosts the Sunday ticket that one, He won Andrew Siciliano
0: He won Scott Hanson And you have to have an iron bladder to not pee for Why can't you wear
1: a diaper?
2: That's a great question And then your team could just be, depends How you doing today? Depends <laughs> Anyways, Dad, what it was like four or five weeks Through the season, you would say And Camara, you know He wasn't doing bad, but he wasn't living up to his expectations or how he performed in the previous year. So Scott Hansen offers us a trade like one Monday, and it was some variation of us giving away Alvin Kamara and receiving Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know whether he knew that me and Greg were Packers fans or not. I don't know if that played into it. There were definitely some other players involved in the trade, but me and my dad... You know, running back wasn't our strongest or deepest position that year, so we ultimately decided, no, we took him third overall. He's probably our best player on paper. We don't want to accept the trade. But... And then...
0: Scott... (laughs) Then the texting began, and I actually have the text here because we got a lot of them. Scott really wanted to make this trade.
3: It's also not like Aaron Rodgers was having an outstanding fantasy football year either.
0: It's also not like whether I trade Alvin Kamara makes any difference in life, other than possibly in Scott Hansen's mind, giving him a chance to do better in our fantasy league. But in terms of like things that are actually important to me, I just you uh, know...
1: and also it's, hey, it's a yes
0: or no. It's like a it's a one minute thing.
1: And also, just a quick news flash for the three of you and for anyone listening: fantasy is not real <gasps> it doesn't matter
0: R- robbie just give us a snippet of some of the text we got do you want me to uh, uh
2: i'll let you read some of the text no, no, but no, no, I, I, was, I, I was it. just Rock gonna handy. say i remember the situation escalated um and it was like every week or so he was offering a new Variation of this trade, and finally, I think he threatened you, Dad. Right? Well,
0: first he said, "Don't raise your boys to settle for mediocrity, Michael!" (laughs) Exclamation point! And don't make me tell Rogers you passed on him in fantasy. Okay, that's got to be a joke, right? Um, After I said no again, he said, "Okay, you hate Aaron. I get it. I just didn't think you were the type to turn on a guy who's been great in this league." Okay, well, he's really carrying the joke pretty far. And then he tried again. And finally, the last text from Scott Hansen that I have on my phone. I'm gonna tell Rogers you passed on him twice in our league, LOL, except, I don't think it was a literal LOL, cause I'm pretty sure that Scott was serious at that point. I'm gonna have to add like, you guys have met a lot of my coworkers. If If you meet Scott Hansen, I'm going to have to ask him straight up. Like, A, did you tell Aaron Rodgers that I passed on him in fantasy? B, how hard did he pretend that he gave a fuck because you know he doesn't?
3: That's pretty good. I mean, it was it was getting to restraining order limits <laughs> for sure. Like it was getting to a point where you guys were sending me the texts in the group chat and I was kind of like detached from the team, like dealing with my other leagues or whatever. And I was just like, oh my God, this guy has some issues. Like i one of my best basketball teammates ever, who we called Burge was the king of offering trades. Like the night after a draft, he'd send you in like three trades. (laughs) And all my friends and I were just like, dude, this is ridiculous. Like he was always trying to go for the trades. Scott Hansen made Burge look like the most passive, calm human being of all time. And so, by the way, we are
0: definitely going to hear from Scott Hanson after this, and he's <laughs> definitely going to say, "I can't believe you guys took my joke seriously." But Natalie, when he does that,
1: I'll you, kick his ass.
0: No, you know, no, uh, no, okay, <laughs> you, <never> mind. <laughs> you know, you know the truth.
1: You know, um, Scott
0: Hanson totally is bad.
1: Um, okay, wait, it. wait. I want to. So, I'll, I'll, I want to circle back on something you mentioned when you were talking to Greg a second ago. So the fact that we've met a lot of your coworkers. Now, Greg, you went to the owner's meetings with my dad what well, two years ago? 2019.
3: 2019.
1: And we've been as a family before that, but I didn't talk to anyone. But Greg's definitely, out of all of us, all of us, Robbie, wouldn't you say that Greg's definitely He's, like, the most normal. He's the most, like, oh, like, hi, I'm Greg. Nice to meet you. Like, can carry conversations. conversation.
3: Well, he's a podcast host. He's yeah. fearless.
1: He's fearless. He's a brave boy. <laughs> he's
3: it's all because Taylor Swift's song, you know? Shut up.
1: Um, no, Greg's just, like, very much, like, nice. So I think loud. what they're saying is that
0: Greg kind of has a personality, and maybe the other two are... Yeah,
1: that's why. that's why my dad put me on this podcast, to get me out of my shell.
0: Robbie, you'll Just be on soon, don't worry. Um, okay, so. So, anyway, Craig, so
1: anyways, I, I don't know if I've gotten all the stories from, you know, that time. I feel like there are maybe some good ones that.
3: I think you've got all the stories. I don't think that our 16 listeners have gotten all the stories. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't body training, we got a few more. <laughs> that was funny you are good but i will have i will let you know that the die episode did far better than 16 so that's anyway my, that's your
0: big boy answer
3: that's my big boy answer and uh i also want to give special shout outs to uh jason light uh, the bucks gm and his wife blair matt lafleur uh, bill o'brien john harbaugh and his father jack adam kaplan uh, Doug and Helen Marone because they were just unbelievably gracious towards me. Adam
1: Catlin, who looks just like Mike Silver. It's
3: impossible
0: that two <laughs> people could look that sexy at once, but when you see us together. Cut him
1: off.
3: Cut him off. <laughs> says the person who just cut me off in the middle of my shoutouts because I was at my final one, which is our friend Simon from the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. He's everywhere. He is everywhere. But yes, there is one story that I would like to share. So uh, for those of you who uh, may have lost track of time during this weird pandemic, uh, 2019 early spring was kind of a time when it wasn't so great for Patriots owner Robert Kraft because he was in... He had a much publicized incident
0: that had happened uh, the previous couple months earlier.
3: Correct. And... He was sort of hiding out during these owner's meetings. Uh, no one had really seen much of him at all, but in the final day, we were there in the hotel, he's walking through the lobby, and my dad goes, oh, hey, Jonathan, Robert, and kind of waves, and you know, he walks over and talks to them, and he says, hey, I'd like you to meet my son, and so I talked to both Jonathan and Robert Kraft, who were very nice. Super. Super, super nice, nothing negative to say, and, You know, Robert says, oh, like, are you a student? And I said, yeah, I'm in my sophomore year at UC Santa Barbara, and I will never forget it, and had to write it down immediately after. He says, oh boy, would I love
0: to trade places with you! (laughs) (laughs) I was there, it happened, also totally reasonable, I mean, like, now Robbie gets to experience this. This is the deal, there is no human on Earth whether you are a 70-ish billionaire who, owns six Super Bowl trophies and is one of the great owners of our time. Or just some guy who's like walking down the street thinking about what his college days were like or weren't like. I don't or know,
1: creator Chris, maybe.
0: Creator Chris. But there is no human who would not be like, oh, you go to UC Santa Barbara? I wish I could do that. So Maybe it'd be a weird year at UCSB, but it's still it's a it's a great I'll be
1: camping out on Greg's lawn. I have a one man tent.
0: It'll be good. Great. With you and creator Chris will be hanging up.
1: You don't you don't even know.
0: Uh, <laughs> and-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Done. All
0: right. So um- <laughs> You guys, it's unbelievable. It's been 46 <laughs> I mean, minutes. We to make this one. Okay, we build this, Natalie, as an NFL preview
3: issue. So ask us to preview. Please. Yeah, after I
1: recover from that blow. Anyways, yes, we build this as a season preview. I have nothing to offer in this department. Uh, tell me, tell me something. What? Like, we need to give the fans something. Who's going to win the Super Bowl?
2: Well, I don't have a Super Bowl prediction, but I do have an MVP prediction. And not a lot of analysts are talking about that person. But I want to talk about Andy Isabella, (laughs) second year wide out out of the University of Massachusetts. A lot of people might say, oh, well, he's probably like the fourth best receiver on a team that went, what, 5-10-1 last year. But let me tell you something. Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury are entering their second year together. They're definitely a team on the rise. And, you know, a lot of defenses are probably going to either assign their best corner or even double-team star wide out DeAndre Hopkins. You know, Larry Fitzgerald is great, but he's getting old. And- Future first ballot Hall of Famer, though. Yeah, of course. And then, you know, Christian Kirk, you know, I don't know much about him, but I, I got my money on Andy Isabella. I think he... <laughs> has the potential to light up the league this year, and you heard it here first, and the great thing is, to all you gamblers out there, of course, if you're of age, I bet if you put one dollar on Andy Isabella for MVP, you could get some massive returns, and it's very low risk, with the potential for an extremely high reward. That's kind of like a billion to one.
3: Yeah, and while you're at it, do you also want to continue uh, overhyping people like Drew Locke and Dak Prescott, and just you know keep overrating
2: the overrated? You know, like Greg, you've got a lot of nerve to say you are my friend after this statement. <laughs> 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 is
0: that Dylan Brown? It's quoting Dylan
3: Brown. It's Bob Dylan Brown. Oh God!
1: So many inside jokes. It's Greg, so give us a fear-
3: give us a fearless prediction. A fearless prediction. Mm, okay, well, I don't know how fearless this is, but. I personally am really tired of people hating on Jared Goff. I'm not saying he played well in the Super Bowl and I'm not saying he had a good season last year, but compared to his draft counterpart, Carson Wentz, I just feel like people tend to be a little bit easier on Carson Wentz and very hard on someone like Jared Goff and ignore some of the crazy stuff he's done in this league, like what he did down 13-0 in New Orleans with the just insanely loud crowd to come back and you know even make it a game. I know that ending was quite controversial and you could argue the Saints should have been in the Super Bowl, but I think Jared Goff gets a lot of hate. I also have a ton of respect for Rams superstar coach Sean McVay and I believe that the Rams are going to have a bounce back season. I think they need one of those running backs whether it's Daryl Henderson or Malcolm Brown.
0: Yeah, and they drafted the kid and but... Based on his name, I should probably know his name since I cover the NFL all. But uh, maybe after the
3: guy, I think one of those guys has to be good, and I think uh, Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby also need to step up. But I'm predicting a bounce back season for the Rams because everyone likes to focus on the 49ers and Seahawks. And if you're the guy sitting to my left, and the Isabella's Cardinals. Cam Akers (laughs) is the Rams draft pick, the
1: running back. Dad, do you have any against the Graham predictions?
0: Uh, I like Greg's prediction. And uh, so before I get to my alley, if you can hang out with Carson Wentz's Bible reading friends from North Dakota State or after the Cal Epic victory at SC in 2018 with Jared Goff's friends at a bar in Santa Monica <laughs> In celebratory fashion who? Wh- what would you choose?
1: Oh, I'm going to have to go with the latter mic Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because uh, It's kind of a been there, done that type of Gig, but I had a great time Who
0: of all the people that you saw That night, there was me, there was you yeah. There was Ray
1: There was Dr. A.J. Narula Dr. A.J.
0: Narula, podcast who I
1: asked him about um, Taking activated charcoal after a night of heavy drinking, and he gave me some really great advice. That's also
0: true. Um, you had um, we had Hugh Jackson earlier that day. had just been fired. We had Playboy Taylor Bishawi. We had Taylor BFF. Um And we had a great crew. We also had Jared Goff's three best friends, who will will be future podcast guests. But we also had another person, and I'm wondering who you think was the winner of the. Just most out there. Yeah,
1: I mean, it is. It is kind of a. It's a hard one to pin, but on this particular night, I'm thinking of a guy. It was his birthday, I believe. It sounds right. Yeah, and I think that. Wasn't born
0: in 1940. There's a
1: four-letter word that I want to say describes him. I'll. I'll I'll
0: leave it. You know. Well, I mean, Greg's about to have him on his podcast, so why don't we see you next taping, and we'll just, you
1: know, yeah, we'll go s- we'll there. see you next taping. Anyway, but um, anyways, um, so his name is Jeffrey
0: Darlington. Okay, and um, <laughs> well, okay, so we got that. I I'm going to leave you with this. I have a prediction, and I know this going to shock you guys. Um, I do think the Chiefs are going to win the AFC. I just think it's an off season where you can't settle into new surroundings and some of the existing teams with something going have a lot have a huge advantage and you know how i feel about patrick mahomes if loving patrick mahomes is wrong i don't want to be wrecked yeah.
3: jackson come on the
0: podcast exactly. <laughs> uh, but who will the chiefs play in the super bowl god there's so many contenders because there's the buccaneers with tom brady jeff darlington's obvious pick uh there's the saints who've been so close the last few years uh, the Niners will look like a super team and almost won the Super Bowl. Loaded, um, certainly you have to pick that. I like Greg's Rams thing. You know, of course we got the Packers who we all care so much about. Um, Minus me, sorry. <laughs> I have this feeling though that the NFC's Super Bowl <laughs> entrant and eventual Super Bowl winner, who is it, guys? Tell me who it is. The Seattle Seahawks. There you go. The Seattle Seahawks with MVP to be Russell Wilson. Wait, not
2: Andy Isabella?
0: Not Andy Isabella because Mr. Unlimited <laughs> is going to be the MVP. <laughs> and who's going to be the coach of the year? He. What do we refer to him as? We refer to him as a Breaking Bad character. Skinny Pete. Skinny! Skinny Pete! Skinny Pete Carroll. Uh, Another one of our running gags on the aftermath. So, I'm going to pick the Seahawks. So, just before we leave, what do you guys think of my Seahawks pick?
3: Well, if you listen to the first episode of my podcast, I recount the traumatic... 2014 nfc championship game which the packers blew a 19 to 7 lead with like three minutes left like it was it was like so i can't even like function when i talk about it so between that and the fail mary i like fucking hate the seahawks even though i have respect for pete carroll and russell wilson and gm john schneider and their whole franchise um But, Robbie, why don't you talk about some of the annoyances of what it's like watching a Seahawks game with dad? Well, it's no secret in our family that
2: my dad um, is a big fan of the Seahawks. Me and Greg like to give him a lot of credit. I'm not a fan like Go Seahawks, I just. No, I'm an admirer. Sure, you're an admirer in a very extreme way. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just like he's supposed to be neutral. He's an NFL reporter. And I'm not saying I'm not saying he rules for the Seahawks, but it's just he always is the one to never count them out. And, you know, watching a game with Dad, with the Seahawks, it'll be like typical Seahawks game. They're like <laughs> down like 10 in the fourth quarter. Have scored six out points. Of it. scored six points. Russell Wilson has 27 turnovers. Right, and the Seahawks finally get the ball with like eight minutes left. And Dad's like, oh, watch what Russell does here. He's so good. He's so good. He, uh, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm going to get really mad.
0: Well, it is true that I, I do have a, a penchant for saying stuff like, they have no business being in this game. They should not be in this game. Watch what they do. Watch how they hang around. Like one of the classics was that tie game against the Cardinals <laughs> in overtime, where didn't they like block a field goal, like jumping over the jumping over the line to like save the game?
3: No, I think Chandler Catanzaro and Steven Hauschka both just missed, oh. and it was just ended in a tie. But the funniest was I'll never forget the expression of Bruce Arians' on his face after <laughs> <laughs> Catanzaro missed like 30-yard kick. Is
1: Bruce Arians Arian?
0: He is not, but he is. I I probably like Bruce Arians more than I like the Seahawks, even though I'm neutral. And what, what have I taught you
3: about Bruce Arians from an early point? Well, he loves to throw the ball, and you can't spell balls without B-A. There you go. No risk it, no biscuit. You can't
0: spell balls without B-A. And uh, I think you guys started to catch on when he like blitzed the Hail Mary one time. Mm -hmm. You were like,
3: who blitzes a Hail Mary? I was like, Bruce Arians, baby, that's who. Did you meet B.A.? Yeah, briefly. We didn't talk to Paul a lot, but... What about D.A. Franklin? You know, D.A.
0: Franklin's nephew (laughs) is Matt LaFleur's chief of staff, Daryl Franklin. You heard it
1: here first. It all
0: comes full circle, so... Call Matt LaFleur, find out why they drafted Jordan Love, and by the way, get DA's nephew, Daryl, on the phone <laughs> to tell us more. Uh, guys,
3: it's been really nice having you here in our dining room.
1: Yeah, thanks, silver balls.
3: Well, you just kind of wasted my precious time, but don't think twice. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Robbie.
2: Thank you very much.
3: In all Greg. honesty, it's, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, um,
2: I, I, a lot of people I know have, are huge fans of this podcast, so I'm glad that I finally got the chance to take part in it. Is Scott Hanson one of them? Because if so, he won't. No, believe it or not, we don't talk on a regular basis.
1: So maybe one of you guys could like do the outro. I don't know.
2: My voice is sore. I think Greg should do it today.
1: What's well, your baby? This is your
3: boy, Uncle formerly Uncle of My group you were listening to Pass It e Down with Mike Silver and Natalie Silver and the two other Silvers, Greg and Robbie Silver. Greg and Robbie are the most attractive young men in this whole deal. Mike and Natalie, they don't look so
1: good. It's the family dynamic. It's the big show, baby. <laughs>